0: And we're back.
1: And we're back, yes. Um, back with another one of those block rock and beats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Getting ready for TIFF eighteen. Uh, just had the first press releases this week. They we have to have them
1: in, in, in paper. I yeah.
0: We went analog so we could so you could hear the shuffling of paper. Cause, you know, years from now, or a year from now, when the world Dissolves into uh, fiery post-apocalyptic ruin. We'll fondly remember when we use paper to read things and not to wipe wipe our our asses. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Exactly. It's a little. I like a nice three ply, uh, but you know, uh, times get tough. I'm gonna have to really, gonna have to really change my standards. Yeah. So um, speaking of ass wipes, listener,
0: it's Mel.
1: Oh yes, it's me. It's Mel.
0: Yeah, Mel's back, and Mel will be. My regular jump-off side piece uh, during most of the TIFF prep and TIFF week podcast, partially just because she lives near one of the movie theaters that we go to a lot. That's true. Yeah. The Ryerson, which I'm sure will be the home to uh, many screenings that shouldn't be premium from the special presentations program, and probably, again, the Midnight Madness, although they haven't yet officially announced any of the times or locations or anything else, that doesn't happen until the schedule comes out on August 21st <coughs> or thereabouts.
1: Yeah, this is just a, uh, a beak wetter.
0: Yeah. So the first the announcement, <laughs> the first ann, just the tip of Tiff, is
1: that going to be the name of Just it? the Tiff. Oh, God. oh change, the, change the name of the, oh, the just website. The tip. <laughs> just the Tiff. <laughs> Okay, that, I, I'm not even joking. That's a great idea.
0: Okay, listener, since Mel is the one who actually came up with In a Tiff in the first place, just, I can't even be mad.
1: Just a Tiff is awesome.
0: It is. <sighs> yeah.
1: Anywho, yes, moving on. That's a great
0: one. Yeah. Well, I used to call the, the Tiff ones Fest Tiff Specials.
1: That's good. Yes. Leaning into the Canadiana yep. mm-hmm. of it all, I yep. guess, Shelley, I used to love the festive special.
0: Who doesn't? Oh. So, what happens? What oh. happened is around this time, they give you is an that announcement. A adage? Well,
1: what had happened, what was? had
0: happened was they give you the uh, galas and some of the hot uh, special presentations. The first announcement is usually something designed to build buzz. Most of the films they announce have people you've heard of before. Most of the films they announce probably already have distribution either in North America or their country of origin. However, what they do also like to announce is the ones that are going to be uh, their big-name world premieres.
1: But they've named all of the galas and all of the special presentations. Um, I assume this is the entire program because we have 10 days, right? And we have about 20 t- didn't count, but we have about 20 titles per program? Yeah. So I assume it's all of the... Galas all of the galas, the I
0: believe. And well,
1: actually, you yeah. don't. Yeah, you don't.
0: Because special presentations is it's, one of the thickest can, programs
1: now. Actually, you're you're absolutely right. Just, yeah. So it's just, just the, the tip tiff of these special, of the thick special presentations.
0: I hate us right now.
1: <laughs> I've never loved myself more.
0: Right. So the there's one Jane pick in the first announcement. It's called Hotel Mumbai. Has uh, one of my new slash old slash forever fave bays, uh, Deb Patel.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a minute.
0: I haven't seen him since he made me weep like a small uh, child in lion, uh, lion, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, it was lions last time I saw him. Yeah,
0: this one has uh, Deb Patel, Army Hammer, Nazanin Boniadi, and oh. Anupam Kur from The Big Sick. Uh, they star in Anthony Morass's debut feature about the 2008 Mumbai terrorist attacks and its survivors. <sighs> well,
1: Nazanin Boniadi, um... Uh, Famously dated Tom Cruise, uh, she was handpicked by the Church of Scientology, and they broke up because she dared to speak to David Miscavige. That's just some like hot Scientology. Really? Goss. Yeah, yeah. She was like one of these. They basically picked her, and they're like, "You're Tom Cruise's girlfriend," and she was. Really. Yeah. Is that how it works? That is how it works. They just bring him women, and they were together for like, you know, I think about six or seven months, and she just pleased. Uh, uh, the demigod, and then she was at, And then they made her um, scrub toilets with toothbrushes <laughs> the sun, uh, I believe at the Celebrity Center in L.A.
0: I would watch that movie.
1: Oh, God. I mean, there's... You have to read the book um, by Lord Dwight if you haven't. So, Going Clear, the documentary was fantastic. But it just scratches the surface of what is in the book. All and right. It's a fantastic book.
0: Well that was our first of what I imagine will be many many tangents uh but yeah so that's one of the picks Uh, as we predicted Widows is going to be not just a selection but a gala which means I will probably not see see the first screening well I'll see it I might see it if Steve McQueen stays all week I think I'll just keep hassling Cameron on Twitter and ask him to get Steve McQueen to stay all week so he can do a public screening Q&A well I guess
1: it depends for me it largely depends on when Widows is coming out um I believe the it's November ish, but they may uh, move it up depending on how it does. Yeah, I could wait till November just because I don't see that many movies. Um, I try to make the trade off between uh, like large commercially available movies that are going to premiere before Christmas. I'm kind of okay missing them at TIFF, especially if it's part of a gala. Uh, but we'll see. I do really want to see this movie. Like, I'm desperate to see this movie.
0: And then his yeah, opposite sorry, number. 16. Uh, the the Bruce Willis to his Sam Jackson in Glass is uh, Damien Chazelle. He'll be here with First Man. So I'm hoping that they get into some sort of drunken street ball when they see each other. What,
1: do they have beef or something?
0: I don't know. I'm hoping they're like runners-up, like one and two for the People's Choice Award. But
1: Barrett Jenkins is here
0: too. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, oh, wait, not, oh, not, not Steve McQueen. Oh, not Steve McQueen, uh, you're oh, right. I you made I a classic enough.
1: white person mistake. I have
0: made a classic white person mistake. Oh, oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Is See? this what
0: that feels like?
1: Yep. It's not... Uh, it's not fences. It's Barry Jenkins. It's not that black guy. It's the other black it's guy. It's the director. other
0: yep. You know what? Yep. Listener, I'm yep. not going to edit that out because there's enough black directors for me to confuse them.
1: Yes, and I still can't... Uh, With
0: marquee films yep. that are getting announced and in the first slate of movies.
1: And I keep on mixing up Daniel Kaluuya and uh, uh, John Boyega. Not because of the way they look, but I keep on... <laughs> Fucking up their names, so I,
0: okay. I feel. Not because of the way they look.
1: No, no, because yeah. they don't, they don't anything look like. anything like. But no. it's just the names that I get mixed up with, I get, I get hung up on the, on the continents. Yeah. And the continent of Africa.
0: All right. Yeah, so w- maybe there will be a street brawl with Barry Jenkins, who's here for If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. And Giselle, who's here for First Man. Yeah.
1: And I'm not here for Damien Giselle it is bullshit.
0: I am here for Ryan Gosling, though.
1: It's fine, but the trailer looks so boring, and guess what? John Glenn made it back to Earth. Blah, blah, blah. Spoiler alert. Wow. I just, I don't care about these sorts of things anymore. I mean, is it about, is it about, like, the first... Yeah, it's not okay. about the first, um, well, uh, yeah, John Glenn, I don't know. John Glenn was like, did he see the first guy on the moon or the second guy? Anyway, the first, you know, the first moon landing mission.
0: Are they going to have the Black Lady scientists in this movie? No,
1: this movie is very... No, Glenn Powell. This movie is very explicitly about that. The trailer is... uh, It looks like a big, uh, lush Hollywood production with a lot of um, uh, sort of like hero shots. Is there singing? Well, um, the role of the wife is played by Claire Foy, who has a... uh, sort of a tomboy haircut. She's got some fire in her so I think she's not playing just the typical wife. But the movie does just look like a uh, like a hagiography of uh, John Glenn. And once again, we know what happened, so I'm not interested in him as a man and I know how the whole thing worked out. So if you see him inside of a capsule and it's you know and they call back to Houston with a problem, I know how it, it doesn't have any dramatic tension for me. I mean,
0: but maybe if it's made well enough, like Argo, there was dramatic tension. When they were on the tarmac in Argo, I was tense.
1: But I didn't... Yeah, I guess, but... well, okay.
0: The first time I saw it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I if it's know.
0: made well enough, they could introduce some tension. But
1: you know how I feel about that stupid movie, Moonlight. I hate... Not Moonlight. <gasps> wow. I just made... I made the... I... Confused Damien Chiselle and Easy, easy there, Faye. Um, Dunaway. away. What was the name of that, uh, that movie that I hated?
0: La La Land?
1: <sighs> See, that's what it's, I wrapped it right out of my mind. Yeah, I hated La La Land with a passion.
0: We're not even drunk, listener. I don't know yeah, why we're I mean, messing up so watch. much. It's been a while since we've recorded.
1: But I loved uh, Not Quite My Tempo movie. That was great. Yeah.
0: What was that
1: called? I, I don't know. Anything. My mind. What happened? Uh, with, the, with the the guy with the with the uh, with the old uh, playing the drums with the drumsticks.
0: Oh. They get screamed at by uh, um, Jay Jonah Jameson.
1: Yes, because he said, no, "I'm <laughs> my tempo," and then he threw a uh, like a symbol at his head. That was Amy Chisholm, and that was great. Right. I. You know what the movie's called, so I. Whiplash. That's the one. Yes, yeah, Whiplash. Yeah. But you know.
0: So is it Whiplash, or yeah, is that the no, roller skating no, one?
1: No, Okay, now I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's called Whiplash. Okay. You're talking about the one with Ellen Page?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and uh, Drew Barrymore? Yeah. I have no idea.
0: I don't remember what that was called. called. Um, okay, that is called Whiplash, the drumming one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what's the other one? Not that I care what the roller skating one is called. What if it's called Whiplash as well? That's possible. I, I don't know.
0: Uh, God. I don't know. So who was in the other one?
1: Um, Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, if you bear Moore. Right. And uh, I feel like somebody from Saturday
0: Night. And it was a Midnight Madness night many night years night. ago. Yeah. And cool? oh, Whip It.
1: Oh yeah, that's fair enough. My bad. Fair enough.
0: Okay, we're okay. gonna we're gonna yeah. pull it together. Let's yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Well, or will we? We will. Okay. Yeah. So.
0: I already know what movie I hundred percent do not want to see. It's called Cold War. Oh. It's the kind of black and white highfalutin nonsense that I used to watch in my early years of going to the festival when I thought I was trying to be fancy, and you know highfalutin, and it just ends up being a huge snore.
1: Well, the entire trailer. So it's shot in four three to make it artistic. Okay. Uh, it's Polish, shot in black and white, and the entire trailer is a continuous shot of a woman dancing around some sort of juke joint. Uh, going from partner to partner, so in terms of technical virtuosity, yeah, it's a great shot. But I, there's just a bunch of people who I don't know, in a dance club in black and white. And maybe it's just
0: a terrible trailer. The,
1: it's it's not a tra- it, it's not a trailer. It's a clip from the movie, which uh, is annoying uh, deeply. So uh, yeah, it is
0: selected uh, by he who shall not, not be named.
1: It's a hard it's a hard pass. Yeah, um, I have no time for this nonsense.
0: Uh, the sisters brothers.
1: I have so much time for this nonsense.
0: But it's coming out super soon, I think.
1: Uh, I read and loved the book. It's written by a Canadian author. I think his name is Patrick DeWitt. Um, it's ex- I read the book and found it extremely funny. Uh, a coworker read it and didn't remember it being funny at all. And then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, yeah, no, it was funny. Um, the trailer looks, it kind of reminds me of that movie. I think it was called The Gift. I know there have been a million movies called The Gift. Um, this was a movie with Sarah Pauly set in, I want to say about the late 1700s, early 1800s, and she was married to this old dude. Um, really, really good movie. Uh, so there's this sort of- What does that have to do with sisters, brothers? Because the the plot of the movie, uh, or at least the plot of the book, is similar to the plot of The Gift. Um, so you'd have to, and that was a Michael Winterbottom film, so that will take us to Michael Winterbottom. Okay. Um, but it seems like The Gift, meets uh the movie that hasn't come out yet the one with um what's wrong with my mind i don't know the one with the, so i know that there's a horse in it called butterscotch <laughs> <laughs> the one with, i know that there's with, a horse in it called butterscotch it's a miniature horse it's me and and robert pattinson damsel <laughs> I got there, see? I got there. Mine's a miniature horse called Butterscotch.
0: A horse called Butterscotch. I remember the
1: important things. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like a, a, like a combination of those two, two things, and it looks uh, great. It's got um, John C. Riley um, and Joaquin Phoenix as the sisters of brothers, uh, the last name sisters, uh, and uh, Rez Ahmed as this guy who has a formula for, uh, for prospecting or mining gold. And then Jake Hall, whose character I think is a detective, um, uh, like a Pinkerton type. Yes, like a Pinkerton man. Um, and they sort of cross paths in a when what looks to be a very very amusing way. No women of significance appear to be in this movie, but that's not the kind of movie this is. No, it's the old timey West. They can't, all, probably.
0: they can't all pass the Bechdel test, mm-hmm. folks.
1: But you got Riz Ahmed. Yeah. And in the book, like that character definitely was not South Asian, so it's. Nice, And it, this character isn't written as South Asian, as far as I can tell, either. So They still made him so the
0: IT guy, though, since he's the formula
1: dude. <laughs> he's the alchemist. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yes, I am, uh, I am very happy about The Sisters Brothers. Um, although, if it comes out in early fall, I'll take it past too, because it's a gala, right? So, or is it a special presentation? It's uh, something. It's a special presentation, so we'll see how it goes.
0: There's a movie with uh, Steve Young. Called burning. Mm-hmm. He looks delicious. Especially
1: when he shaves. He has such great cheekbones. He has such great he has a really nice face shape and a really nice mop of hair that does that thing where the front like goes forward and he has to like constantly take his hands and like swoop it back over the middle part of his hair. And, he has like, a really nice mouth. Over a very nice smell?
0: Yeah, mouth. Oh, mouth. I was like, "No, um, uh, sorry, I'm sure, I." I'm sure he has a nice mouth. That didn't come too clear because yes. I was actually looking yes. at and the a, and eyes. The loop from the the images from the movie that they have on the site because they have a mix of stills and animated yeah. gifs, and there's a bit where he sort of is licking his lips. So yeah, he's a, I he's was a, distracted. He's a real
1: hottie. Yeah. And uh, the movie is um, it's in uh, the Korean language. It's made by a South Korean director. Um, and it looks like Steven Yeun is like some sort of interloper who makes this guy's life hell. It looks like he's trying to make time with this guy's girl, but in a really sinister kind of way. Like a Mark Wahlberg kind of way.
0: And I'm just going to say, if you're him, you don't need to be all that sinister. You just need to be um, him.
1: He's about 50 million times better looking than the boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no shade on the boyfriend, but... No, I mean, I mean the boyfriend
0: on. is cute. Yeah, he's fire. Yeah,
1: like, no, yeah, like there's no competition. No. Like, all oh, the movie should just be... Oh, uh, Stephen Ewan walks through the frame. Movie over. Because it's inevitable.
0: But yes, he is hot like burning. Yes. Totally. The title of the movie is Burning. So that's definitely on my uh, long list. I'm very excited. Even if I don't see it, that might be something that I put on my list to try to find. And I think just based on the big makeup of Toronto, you'll be able to find it. It's the North American premiere, not the world premiere.
1: Yeah. So, I, and once again, like uh, it's possible that this movie has already been released in other parts of the world. That's sometimes um, what happens with TIFF as well. Especially if it is a North American or Canadian premiere, um, it may have uh, premiered in other countries. There have been movies that have been at TIFF which have been out for um, like a year in Europe. So, we're, like fingers crossed. I'd like to uh, watch that sooner rather than later.
0: So another movie that I'm interested in? Oh
1: yeah. Which I, one? Uh, uh, life Itself, which is what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Because that's, that's what I'm interested well, in. Well,
0: let's talk about Life Itself.
1: So this is a movie by Dan Fogelman of... Um,
0: crazy Stupid Love?
1: Well, not is just Crazy the one? Stupid yeah. Love, but This Is Us fame. I hate This Is Us. I think it's a garbage TV show. Uh, what? I know it's controversial, but I don't care about any of those dumbass people. Uh, so this basically looks like a not movie. Not even Ron
0: C. Fitz Jones?
1: Who's that? Oh, Ron C. Fitz Jones. I thought you said Ron C. Fitz Jones. I'm like, I, that's a great name. Who is that? I don't know. It's a good Ron name, Ron Fitz Jones is a great name. Yeah. I'm going to make that my um, my nom de plume. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't care about Ron C. Fitz Ron. Jones. Is that his name? Oh, and I love Am Charlie. I forgetting people's names again? No, no, you're right. He okay. K. Brown's dad. And I yeah. love Charlie K. Brown. But the show is just, it's not for me. Um, But this movie looks like it is for me, because it stars Oscar Isaac. Uh, so it looks like a movie where there are four distinctive stories. I'm assuming that these people are related either by blood or some other way. Uh, and it just looks like every single one of these little uh, mini-movies is going to make me cry like a little bitch. And I'm ready. Uh, you have... So you don't like This as Us, even yeah. though it's basically... People that are connected
0: in some way we don't know about in the beginning and it makes you cry, but Mm -hmm. you want to watch this.
1: Yeah, because, you know, fool me once, (laughs) then you fooled me. So the movie's going to fool me once. I don't want to be fooled every week, so that's the thing. Like, if uh, this movie, if life itself was a TV show, I wouldn't be bothered. But because it's a movie, it's going to just manipulate me in the way that I want it to manipulate me. I want to be a weepy mess at the end of two hours. That's all I want from this movie. I don't want a TV show that does that every week, because then I just feel like I'm being manipulated. If you like This Is
0: Us, you will also like Life Itself. The trailer is really just packed to the rafters Mm -hmm. of uh, Oscar Isaacs saying Mm
1: -hmm.
0: overly romantic nonsense. Mm -hmm. And then your kind of silver daddies of Banderas and Patinkin Just making you want to tug at their beards and maybe. I say that in the least sexual way possible
1: and we don't know
0: maybe less least sexual with regards to Mr. Banderas Apologies.
1: And do you feeling that Antonio Banderas is going to be playing somehow Oscar Isaac's dad
0: maybe well Oscar Isaac's is uh sort of
1: oh he's totally um I think he's uh maybe Chilean or Honduras yeah if that's what you're getting at
0: well it's a it's a USA Spain production yeah that's what they listed as so we will have some geography things to make mm-hmm. us not initially know who's related to
1: whom. But it looks like Mexico is going to be in there. Let's hope so. The guy with the ponytail looks like he, looked like he was in Mexico. I think that's like a young Banderas. But I don't know. I'm just speculating. We'll see
0: what's happening. But yeah, yeah life itself. Uh, even though that may also be coming out soon, apparently.
1: Yeah, and that is a gala too. So, um, uh, And it looks like it's Oscar Buzzy in the right kind of way. As opposed to, what was the trailer that we saw that looked Oscar buzzy in the worst possible way? Oh, the one with Blythe Danner.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: we, off the top of my head... How did we, we already forget it?
0: We literally just watched the trailer. Because it doesn't
1: deserve to be um, remembered. This It, it seems
0: super Oscar-baity, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: and, and, you know, and on, pa- on paper, it's hard to differentiate it from a movie like Like Itself. Oh,
0: what also, they had. Yeah. Uh, it is
1: directed by a
0: lady, Elizabeth mm, Chomko. Mm.
1: Um, so it seems to have a lot of the same elements, but it looks um, like a manipulative claptrap, um, according to the trailer. I know, I know. I just said that life itself is manipulative cl- claptrap, but I know what I like.
0: I only looked at you askance because you said the word claptrap, Grandma. <laughs> it
1: doesn't like claptrap. That's the right word for it. <laughs> I have
0: so many prospective episode titles. We're still sticking with just the tiff, but mm. uh, a horse named Butterscotch and <laughs> a manipulative claptrap are oh, close that. second and third. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of horses in this race. Yeah. Uh, they're not all named Butterscotch. Nope. So, a manless Denberg will be uh, throwing down twice, I believe. Um, so, Where Hands Touch is the Alma oh, Asante. That's right. Yes. And then, uh, I'm Not Being Racist, The Hate You Give. Is also going to be in the festival? Yes. And she's also in that? Yes. Right. Okay. Whew. I can tell black people apart again. What happened?
1: I am actually... It's been um, a rough year. It's going to be... Well, we didn't... Uh,
0: so the Hate You Give and uh, Monsters and Men are going to be very similar?
1: They look very similar uh, in terms of the inciting incident and maybe some of the themes that they touch on. Um I read The Hate U Give, and it actually—I mean, I don't like—I'm not one of these people who reads YA fiction, um, but the book is really good, and it It was a huge crossover success. A lot of people have read this book, um, both uh, adults and tweens, uh, and it has a lot of—I think it has a lot of buzz behind it. The trailer looks good. To me, it looks better than the trailer for Monsters and Men, Um, so I'm curious to see how it all pans out. Like. Ideally, we live in a world where there's room for both. Right. And I feel like The Hate you Give is the one, like that is sort of like the urban um, police riot this there's, movie.
0: There's no way not to say this and it not be really dark, but in a world where more than one person is shot by the police mm. in any given quarter, sometimes month, should there not be room for two movies uh, that are fictional about people being shot by the police?
1: Uh, we would hope so. If they're good enough. We would hope so, but yeah. I mean, we know that audiences often reject it's the, a, it's the, emotionally the second exhausting. thing that comes out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, I mean, if I had to choose, and I'm the type of person that if I really like The Hate You Give, I probably would be disinclined to watch um, Monsters and Men because I would think that it wouldn't be as good. So that's that would stop me from seeing it. Because I'd be like, well, I saw the definitive movie about it, this thing. So I don't really need to see another one. So I think that probably has uh, an impact on when people make decisions. And keep in mind, we see way more movies than the average person. That's true. So uh, uh, I mean, just because The Hate you Give is such a, like it really is a huge crossover success. Actually, it was a uh, friend of the podcast, Floyd Kane, who told me about it. And I read it. Um, I just consumed it. So that means it's obviously not a difficult book to read. Right. Because C- kids are dumb, they can't
0: so, speaking of friend of the podcast, there's a movie by Stella Maggie, McGee. McGee.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, called The Weekend. And, and we could not
1: find the trailer for that.
0: And a bunch of people on a couch. The shot that they've chosen for the movie on the website is eerily similar to yet another movie that was directed by ah, yes. the same creator, Dean uh, of the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Which was a delightful movie.
0: Uh, and this one... Uh, Dory is an acerbic comedian. uh, Sashir Zameda. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: uh, Becomes romantically entangled with her ex, Tone Bell. Tone Bell? Tony Bell? Uh, His new girlfriend, DeWanda Wise.
1: Oh, yeah, from, um... uh, She was on the Netflix adaptation of that Spike Lee. Um, She Gotta Have It.
0: Yeah. So, that looks good. I'd probably see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the, um... So Amanda Stubark was in a movie directed by Stella McGee about a girl who couldn't go outside or something. Um, it didn't interest me, but I really like Gina the Joneses, so uh, I'm interested in what Stella McGee has to say. And it's, we were just talking about this earlier, but it's kind of remarkable. Like she's this uh, young black filmmaker who's had a movie um, for three years in a row. Uh, none of them is really broken big, but she's getting um, chances. So obviously, someone likes her.
0: Right. And hopefully they keep liking her.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, I mean, I've only seen one of her movies, but Gina the Joneses was really engaging, so I would have to think that um, whatever she touches has the same kind of feel, and she seems to be uh, making movies with, um, like, um, with uh, like, featuring uh, female protagonists of color, specifically black. So, yeah, let's see what she's got.
0: Yeah, let's see what's popping. And there was a movie, not Shadow, because that was the other one, right? The Zhang Yimou? Uh, but what was the other movie that we liked the look of? Oh, that was... yes, it
1: was, uh, it was from China, Hidden Man. Right. Which uh, looks... I, it kind of reminds me of the show that's on... Gosh. The guy who rides a motorcycle... Like, I'm really good at describing things. It's yeah. on Showcase or... Into the Badlands? That's the one. It's probably... I, mean, I probably got none of that right.
0: I don't know yeah. how I even yeah. got that yeah. out of...
1: Yeah, what did I say? He rides a... Did yeah. I say he rides a motorcycle? We
0: would be one of those annoying couples that, oh, like, Oh, on the game show. Yeah. Yeah, where it's where,
1: more like, Pink Charades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Into the Badlands. Yeah. Because it seems to have these sort of, like, elements... Uh, like the 1950s, we don't know when it's set. Yeah, so um,
0: listener, I would just say go watch the trailer for mm-hmm. Hidden Man because in terms of just the trailers that we watched, it was 100% mm-hmm. the best. It is a yeah. beautiful trailer. Yeah. I don't know if the movie's going to be good or not, but I'm struggling to pay attention to recording right now because I'm kind of watching the loop of yeah. the gifs at the corner of my eye. It has
1: it has, fa- it has fantastic shots Phenomenal. that when you look at them, you can't imagine that this comes together as a movie. Uh, because they are so disparate yeah. in terms of location and what's going on. Even time period, I guess. Maybe this is in the 40s. Maybe it's now. I don't know. It's um, on. It's
0: on. Uh, a spy, Eddie Peng, returns to China set on revenge, but finds himself plunged into a high-stakes game of intrigue, love, and scheming in actor-director Yang Wen's energetic follow-up to Let the Bullets Fly and Gone okay. with the Bullets. Gone okay, with so the Bullets.
1: It's only so Gone with the Wind. Okay, so then we're, I'm going to, or we're going to watch his previous work.
0: 100%. Uh,
1: to see what he's got, because these movies are visually...
0: Gorgeous. Yeah,
1: and, it, and the tone seems like, like, they don't seem like they're self-serious. Yeah. Like, it just reminds me of, like, almost like we were talking earlier about uh, the new Mission Impossible, about a sort of high-energy kinetic trailer that just looks like every scene is just propulsive. Um, so if that's what his movies are like, I am, I mean, this guy is running like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that looks really, really good. Hidden Man, right? Hidden Man. Hidden Man. Yeah. Hidden Man. There you go. Yeah. Uh, There's also a Michael Winterbottom film uh, coming. Michael Winterbottom is one of those filmmakers, I think I've seen every single movie he's made, or uh, sort of every single movie he's made since I started following his career. I haven't seen his early stuff. Um, There's no trailer available for that now. It's The Wedding Guest. Yeah, um... Also with uh, my bay oh, De, De Patel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because this is one of these, like, for, for me, it's one of these uh, sight unseen, like, I would buy it. Yeah. It, like a blind buy. It's yeah. Michael Winterbottom, so I don't really care who And in De it.
0: Patel's hair, still rocking oh, so yes. almost lion length.
1: Oh, and he's still got the facial hair. Oh, uh, yeah. So what's the, um, what's the straw on this movie? Uh,
0: the latest from Michael Winterbottom follows a mysterious young British Muslim man, Deb Patel on his journey across Pakistan and India. That's it. That's all. Oh. I mean, there's going to be a longer description yeah. when they yeah. fill in the website, but I kind of like that I know nothing about it.
1: I'm still seeing it. Yeah. It's just like I, I will always follow his career.
0: And I say that about Depatel.
1: Patel. Yeah, he's, um, I, I like Deb Patel. We really haven't seen him since Lion. So maybe he's been on like a, one of these exhaustive 12 month sh- shoots.
0: And then one that there is no trailer for yet that we could see. Uh, it's called Poppy Chulo. I have a lot of questions. One is that name. Uh, it looks like it could be problematic or it could be okay. I don't know. But it has, uh, I think, Matt Bomer. Oh,
1: he's so pretty. Yeah. That is him. I can tell it, Yeah, that's his face.
0: His Yeah, his face is really, he's really
1: handsome. He's, uh, he's outrageously good looking. It's really. And time is only making it better.
0: Yeah, it's it, just carving into those lines, yeah.
1: But he's just, he's a perfect-looking man. Yeah. Like, but he's, I mean, this might be controversial, but he's too good-looking because if you saw him in real life, you'd be like, it's hard to take him seriously because he's so good-looking. Yeah. You just think he got everything in life.
0: If you saw someone that attractive way, on the street, the way he looked. you'd be equal parts angry and aroused. Yeah,
1: because you'd be like, you're probably like, um... On you're probably a VP, and you're probably like thirty two years old. Yeah. Because of the way you look. Exactly, because people just listen to you. And and men want to be around you, and yeah. be you women want yeah. So, yeah, fuck you, Matt Bomer. I think yeah. is what I've arrived at. I like he's so good looking.
0: He's so pretty. I feel like he could turn anyone,
1: gay or straight.
0: Like he could turn Tignataro.
1: Is that possible? That's, are we saying that Tina was the gayest woman in the world or
0: something? I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know? Like, yes. it's not just that he could turn a man, because no, he could no. easily turn, he could turn a man. Obviously could turn I'm a man. saying he could turn, like, a yeah, Tina or a Hannah Gadsby. He could turn yeah. oh, one yeah. of those two broads, yeah. yeah. I think it
1: would be harder to turn uh, a lesbian straight than it would be to turn uh, gay, a straight man gay. Yeah. Because I think, every, yeah. I feel I, like I am sorry about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a line yeah. a character had from uh, the... MTV show, Teen Wolf. I'm everyone's type. I feel like that line was written for... Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, look, or look at Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Who, in her prime, who could have resisted Angelina Jolie? No one did. Nobody. No one. She, had, she could have whatever, and whoever she wanted. Yeah. So he's like the female... That's actually kind of... They kind of look like you think about it? They do. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Papichulo, so Chulo, uh, a solitary and alienated television weatherman, yeah. hires, in quotes, a middle-aged Latino migrant worker to be his friend in this darkly comedic reflection on class, ethnicity, and companionship in contemporary Los Angeles. Again, I say this could be very problematic. Well, Listener, I'm aware that, like that says, this premise know. is ringing almost as many alarm bells. I'm giving it my early, possibly most problematic premise award, uh, previously granted to the movie Elle and
1: what's that from called?
0: last year. It was that, you know, woman's turned on by her rapist thing that had... Oh, that was a it. couple of years ago. Yeah, a yeah, yeah, couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah, that was... That was one of those ones I read the premise, <laughs> premise and I actually shut the program book. Yeah. I was like, I've had it with you.
1: Did you actually watch the movie? Absolutely it not. And it's, it's, nope. it's as problematic as its description, if not a little bit more. Yeah. She just shook it off like it was a beastie. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Here, you have to listen to your gut sometimes. Uh, if somebody writing a logline can't make the movie uh, or can't hide its its biggest flaws, then just keep it moving. This appeals to someone. The only thing that makes me want to see this movie is Matt Bomer's ridiculous face. Who's so the director? Uh, who is the director? John Butler. I don't even know, I don't who, that know who that is. That is. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, your dog doesn't know either. No, she's, uh, she's just woken up.
0: Yeah. But overall, it was an, an interesting mix of first announcements. There's, you know, lady directors, there's directors of color.
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm not mad at it. There are a lot of things that are intriguing, um, a lot of things that I'm um, curious about. So if this is an indication of the overall quality of the festival, uh, it might be a good year, or it might not. We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go until September sixteenth. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is just a small handful. There's usually oh, at yeah. least three hundred properties involved.
1: But this
0: is just the TIFF, so. Just the tip. See,
1: I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You're
0: making a thing. I'm,
1: I'm trying to use it. You're
0: making fetch happen. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to have a slight beverage bake listener, and then when we get back, we're do, going do you to talk about or, or bake. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said break. I see some carbs over there. I got, I got
1: distracted. Uh, yeah,
0: we're going to have a...
1: Uh, beverage break? It's hard to say.
0: Yeah, beverage break. Yeah, not and beverage break. And then talk about what we've been watching. Yes.
1: I've been, uh, um, There's a lot of great uh, stuff. It's yeah. been a great year for cinema. It's been a great year for television. Yeah,
0: I feel like I'll, I'll be better at this when I've had a little more to drink, though. I feel like all of our forgetfulness is because of my level of sobriety. I've never been only half a beer in, so
1: okay. we're going to get yeah, back let's, to it. Let's take care of that.
0: Yeah. Well, we're back.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And we're... I'm
1: sipping this cocktail.
0: You're sucking on a straw? Yeah. The, the last of the North American straws?
1: No, it's not. It's reusable. Oh. All, all right. my straws are reusable. Lucky you. Yeah. Because of my uh, prolific coke but I couldn't actually <laughs> have non-reusable straws. And, I'd be broke.
0: And speaking of snorting stuff, sorry to bother you.
1: Yes, Didn't we? No, I guess we did not talk about it on the record. No. Uh, Yeah, so we saw it together, and uh, um, my immediate reaction was, I don't know what I just saw, but I loved it. I concur. It is. um, It's satirical, and then it goes into some other realm, perhaps sci-fi, perhaps I don't know what. But it's kind of
0: like... Kind of bizarre, fantastical...
1: Yeah, like the point at which Army Hammer enters the movie, it takes a completely different turn, a place that you didn't think it was going to go.
0: I mean, even the minute he gets in that elevator.
1: Yeah, that is... Yeah, but even then, it's sort of like... It's like Charlie Kaufman meets... Charlie uh, and Chocolate Factory? (laughs) 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 Yeah, like it's just... It is very Kaufman-esque. Yeah. um, But it uh, goes, I think, probably further... Um, even than uh, the Charlie, uh, Charlie Kaufman or Michelle Gondry movie, and my favorite part of the movie was there's this little uh, claymation segment, and it says it's a film by uh, Michelle Gondry. <laughs> Dongri, Don- Don- So they tra- transpose the D and the G in Gondry. Yeah. And it's a joke that most people won't get, but I thought it was really funny because it looks like a Michelle Gondry film. Yeah. And it's just like the. Impl-
0: it, it looks like Michelle Gondry film makes a Charlie Kaufman because yeah. the the puppet. Format is kind of anomalies uh, ish
1: Yeah, like yeah. it's just like, and I'm sure this movie is because um, I've heard Ruth Riley being interviewed, and the movie is full of all kinds of references that go up straight over my head. Because uh, he would uh, look at a scene from a, you know, from a classic movie, and then show it to the cast. But so, so many different filmmakers and genres and eras uh, informed his filmmaking. Uh, so, like, there's all kinds of Easter eggs in there for people um, that, depending on what of the references uh, in the movie they've seen. Like it's just, he's a, I can't wait to see what he does next, actually. Yeah. He's really... Like it's, just, it's finally we're in a place where a black filmmaker doesn't have to make a quote-unquote black film. There are all kind, like He's working in a completely different way than a Barry Jenkins is and in a completely different way than a Steve McQueen is or uh, an Ava DuVernay or a Stella McGee. They're all doing their own thing and making completely different types of movies. And it's nice to finally be in a place where all that can exist at the same time. It's just like, it's, it's kind of remarkable.
0: And it's full of people who are hot as fuck. I mean, Tessa Thompson, mm-hmm. Steve Young, Army Hammer, like, Omar Harbrook?
1: Omar Harbrook, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, yeah. I, I, he
0: has not missed a no, shoulder, lat, bi, no. any kind of day.
1: And Army Hammer in a skirt, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> it really is. He's a is. In skirt.
0: Yeah. It's a long does. man's
1: skirt because the just does.
0: Yeah, it's it's good.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's one of like it's definitely one of my favorite um, movies of the year, and I can't explain what happened in it. And what a year!
0: What a year where I'm like, was Black Panther or Sorry to Bother You my favorite film? You don't. We, I'm not. I'm not gonna to, pick. We
1: don't even have to decide. Yeah. We can have co-favorites. You can. So it's yeah, it's been. I mean, but still got the event. And, yeah, the adventures
0: happened this uh, year too. I, I,
1: I love the adventure. So yeah, I've got a lot of I, I got a lot of shit to sort through at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, and we aren't even into some of the Oscar baity things no. and the tip things. No. Um, yeah. Well, thank God, a fictional world is really oh, throwing yeah. up the numbers because the real world's still trash fire. So yeah, sorry to bother you. Great, go watch it, especially while it's in a theater. I think it is served by being seen on a big screen. And 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 I think it's
1: also doing extremely well. Like it's, uh, it's certainly been talked about on every podcast that I listen to. Like so, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's a relatively small release, but I think it's done quite well given its size and its budget.
0: It's made its money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go watch it. Indeed. And under hot docs uh, that are out, uh, we both separately saw Three Identical Strangers,
1: a movie that I'd been dying to see ever since I heard its premise.
0: A movie that I had no idea about, and I went 100% old school. I went to the movies with a friend, Andrea, and we just said, let's meet up, and we picked a movie at the marquee, at the varsity. We looked up and saw what was starting, and said, let's see this. Like, she'd actually heard of it, I hadn't. Or I had, but I kept forgetting what the movie was, because the title makes me think it's some sort of, you know, French film or something, Mm. and not what it is. So I think I'd heard the premise a couple times, and it just kept floating out of my head.
1: And I wasn't spoiled on it. Uh, I knew the sort of the general outline of what had happened, but I didn't know... It
0: takes a turn in the second act and takes another turn in the third.
1: Yeah, I kind of knew the second act turn. um, uh, I kind of suspected, just because of the way that the press around the movie has been written, uh, I kind of figured out what that was. And also when you're watching the movie, there's something that's conspicuous. Um, But... um, it, uh, like, probably of all the movies I've seen this year, this movie has probably had the deepest emotional impact on me. I wasn't, <laughs> so when I went to see it, I wanted to see Duck, it was a Sunday afternoon, and I'm like, okay, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a hard here, people. But, you know, it's been, it, it's hard out there in these streets. It is. And I was, you know, I've been putting off seeing um, Won't You Be My Neighbor? because everyone talks about how they cry all the way through the movie.
0: Same with the Whitney one. I yes. haven't seen either of those t- I, because yeah. I'm not ready.
1: Yeah, and I didn't want to see the Whitney one because, I mean, What to Be My Neighbor would make me feel a loss for something for a time that's gone, and the Whitney movie would make me feel like the Amy documentary made me feel, which is uh, terrible. So I decided that I would see Three identical <laughs> strangers, and it, I, as the uh, closing credits rolled, I was just awash yeah. in tears. It just it really uh it caught me off guard uh so yeah i made I, I don't know if i made the right decision or the wrong decision for that day but yeah like there's th- these documentaries are just unleashing a world of hurt yeah um into a world of hurt oh,
0: Yeah. yeah yeah that's good but yeah definitely i would recommend seeing it don't read about it though yeah
1: the less you know the better and i and i love the structure um, of the of the movie, because it is... There's uh, a
0: bit of reenactment stuff that's a bit yeah, I do uh, cheesy with that in, the in the first act. Yeah, I it's, it's unnecessary. But in a way, it kind of helps, because you don't expect how um, it's going to turn in the other two, because you think this is sort of like a cheesy, mm. you know, America's Most Wanted kind of level, quality reenactment. But that's only in, really, the first act.
1: Well, they al- yeah, they also do it with uh, when the parents uh, become involved, so they have all these actors playing the parents, too. I think all of those scenes... Are unnecessary. We because the movie is largely um, Talking Heads and archival footage. I don't think it needed the reenactment, um, but um, because the movie is so outstanding and extraordinary, I'll will forgive it that little um, transgression. But um, and once again, it's one of these stories. It's like how do we not know this? Like between this and Wild Wild Country, it's like how do we not? Know these stories that happened in that are so extraordinary that happened in recent history. Like I had no, I, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, and it, you know it's yeah anyway it's a, it's a real uh, it's a real doozy, and um, it um, definitely uh, opens up some issues around uh, what's ethical and how times have changed and how something that was perfectly normal or acceptable. Uh, 50 years ago is no longer. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's, a, it's a really, really good movie. But it's But prepare yourself.
0: So you've been watching Novitiate?
1: Novitiate. Novitiate. Well, I haven't been watching it because it's only one movie.
0: Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was a show or movie <laughs> when you said you've been or had watched.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so Novitiate yeah. um, was at TIFF last year. It was the one with Margaret Qualley. Uh, so she was on the leftovers, and she's also the daughter of Andy McDowell. And um, so she, it's set in the 1960s. I think it's around 1963. Uh, she is a young woman who enters a um, a, a convent. And it's right at the time that uh, the Second Vatican Council was taking place. So this was like all of these new reforms came into the Catholic Church. Like They stopped doing mass in Latin. And it changed sort of the roles of nuns in the church. It was a huge, like the most sweeping set of changes in the in the church. Uh, uh, they've only been two Vatican councils, so huge changes, and it sort of was to modernize the church. Um, so she's entering the convent when this is going on, and Melissa Leo plays the mother superior of the convent, who is very not down for these changes. Um, but it's told mostly through the eyes of Margot Qualley, and it is really, really intensely good. It follows this group of um, like they're all about 17 uh, 18 years old. All these girls who are going to take their vows and like I don't know anything about Catholicism or any kind of religion really um, but it takes you through the steps that uh, they go through in order to take their final uh, vows and they actually do like they actually do have ceremonies where they are wearing wedding dresses and they put on uh, wedding bands because they are uh, married to Christ. Brides of Christ. Yeah, but I mean, I always thought that was a euphemism, but they take it rather literally. Um, and, you know, some of them are sort of caught up in this ecstatic rapture. Uh, and they're all young girls. They're all, you know, some of them are silly. Some of them are in the comment because I saw um, an actress uh, playing a on in, in a movie. Uh, and the whole thing is like, you know, you start with a group of about, um, let's say there's 15 girls. And at the beginning, they you know, they tell them that, you know, like only six of you will make it.
0: So it's like the first episode of Grey's Anatomy.
1: Yes, exactly, uh, but it's profoundly moving, and it wasn't, um, it's not a religious movie. Um, if I was a Catholic, I don't know how I would feel about it one way or the other, but it's, um, it's really, really good, and Margaret Qualley is really extraordinarily good in this movie. All right. Um, it's really, it's, it's, yeah, it was like, once again, it's last year's movie, but it's one of the best uh, movies I've seen this year.
0: Wow. I had no idea. I don't even remember reading about that movie in the program book. I probably would have looked at whatever picture they selected and thought pass.
1: It was on my short list, but I didn't get um, a... It didn't make the second round cut. But, yeah, it's it's really good.
0: All right. And I've been watching Luke Cage. I'm only about two-thirds of the way through. Mm -hmm. I will say that uh, I like it... I like the pacing of it better than the first season, because the first season, they really blew their
1: load in the first six. Yeah, it was like two, like the first season of Luke Cage was two series, or two seasons of a TV show uh, in one.
0: And this one, while there are a few slower parts, and uh, I would say Luke is probably one of the worst uh, superheroes with regards to planning and execution and Mm -hmm. thinking things through. I, I do like that he is very much of the world in that, uh, unlike Jessica who doesn't hide her identity but still sort of tries to hide who she is and always seems pissed off when people figure it out, except yes. she's just walking around living in the same place on disguise. Luke is like, you know, I'm a, you know, X foot tall, you know, X number of pounds black man, like I'm not even going to bother try to hide. You know, people are tracking his movements around town with an app, which is uh, sort of a device that ends up sometimes helping sometimes, like hurting his, like attempts to, you know, sneak up on the bad guys. It's like he keeps <laughs> forgetting that <laughs> there's literally a, 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 a tracker app to, you know, keep people apprised of his movements around Harlem. It's uh, the Jamaican sort of through line. I thought the kind of Jamaican accents would drive me crazy, mm. but you kind of get used to them. <gasps> They aren't real in that they are almost too thick, but not thick enough. But uh, uh, in the last episode I recorded with uh, friend, Andrew, you know, he did point out that they probably deliberately smoothed them out a bit so that, you know, they could have them be understood without having to subtitle
1: them. That makes sense. Yeah. As and I struggle sometimes with the accent. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, I'm, it, but I'm not... Around those parts. So. Yeah,
0: they, they, they stopped just short of having to be, you know, train spotting level. Uh,
1: so, question in the um, club Are Alfred Woodard and uh, Rosaria Dawson back? Yes. Good. I haven't watched it um, just because I struggled with the second season of Jessica Jones.
0: You get a lot more Alfred Woodard than you do Rosaria Dawson. I'm okay with that.
1: Well, Rosaria Dawson's, uh, She's um she's got more, probably more.
0: Yeah. Plus, you get, a, you get a lot of Misty Knight.
1: Oh, yeah the
0: Lady Detective Lady. Lady Detective
1: Lady. Oh, I like her. And a little like bit her. of Colleen Wing. Who that? Is uh, that
0: the sister? No, she's the Asian woman from uh, Iron Fist. She's the oh, good thing I in never, Iron Fist. I never saw Iron Fist, so yeah. I did not know. Did you watch Defenders at all? Nope. Yeah. Anyway, she's,
1: she's
0: Danny's uh, friend. Who Danny? Uh, Jessica, oh, was that Jessica Henwick. Fist? She was actually one of the daughters of Dorn. From Game of Thrones.
1: What do you mean, one of the sand
0: yeah the yeah one of the sand snakes yeah so she was Nymeria
1: oh no well that's not helping me yeah they all sucked uh, they were great when they the the, the the episode when they met their demise was the only time they ever did anything half decent in the entire show
0: yeah well anyway she's Colleen Wing and her in the her and Misty Knight's character in the comic books, they sometimes have, like, little side adventures. Right. Uh, so it is nice to see them together in the show.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh... i have got a lot of things on the go, so anyway. I'm going to have to put that on the back burner for now.
0: I would say next to... Is, it? Um, is, is that
1: the same woman?
0: Yeah. The Next to Jessica Jones, it's the most, um... Becdelli of them. Anyway, she's great in the second season of Luke Cage as well. She's sort of, like... That friend that talks you out of, you know, sulking uh, when uh, there's a great scene with uh, her kind of being a motivator slash demotivator for, you know, angry one-armed Misty at the bar. So. Where's Misty at one arm? Uh, oh, you didn't watch The Defenders.
1: No, I guess I don't have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you ever read the comic books, you would have <laughs> okay, known at some point. Cause you
1: know, why would you even say that to me? Yeah. If I ever read the comic book. If it wasn't Archie, then I didn't read it. But yeah, anyway, she... Oh, I can read it. There's a lot of one-armed people in uh, Marvel.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of one-armed people in Marvel. Mm. Yeah, maybe uh, Missy Knight and Bucky could have a little TV Mm, movie crossover. mutual (laughs)
1: masturbation.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But with the... With which hand? With (laughs) my hand. Because I didn't feel like a stranger. Anyways. That's what everyone tries to achieve. They lay on their hands Sleep.
0: Well, her hand is made by Rand. I think his hand was made by uh, oh, uh, Shuri in in Wakanda. Oh,
1: well, both. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So. Uh, that got weird. Lu- Luke Cage, uh, season two. That's on Netflix. Check it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it's good, and once again, the conceit of the mystery deep-cut musical guest at uh, Harlem's Paradise every week. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. I forgot about
1: the, that. You know, that, there are... Part, I actually did like the first season, so I, I will totally go back. when I have the time. I don't have the cycles right now. Um, I'm also watching this show called Detroiters. So Detroiters is one of these little gems that you didn't know it existed, and then you discover it, and you're like, this is... like It feels like the show was made for me. So... Um, it stars Sam Richardson uh, from Veep. He plays... Ve- Do you watch Veep? I watched three seasons of it. Yeah, so you know who Richard Splett is? Yeah. So uh, Sam Richardson is actually from Detroit. So it's him and... Oh, he's adorable. He's so the one that reminds me of Floyd. Floyd. yeah, he looks like Floyd. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tim... I'm not sure what Tim's actual last name is, but they're like, they're both like, uh, comedians from Detroit. So the show is... They run... An ad agency. Uh, Tim's dad is like he was the head of the ad agency, and he's like he's in a mental institution. So they run this uh, the this ad agency. The show is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly funny. It's you know so it's basically like this very small ad agency, and they the ads they make are terrible. Like it's not Mad Men. They make like these local um, uh, ads for the Detroit for the Detroit market. Um, and this woman, uh, actually if you scroll up a little bit there, the, uh, that's his sister Chrissy, uh, and she's married to Tim, and it's just actually, you know what, we'll watch an episode. It's, it is, um, a show that from the very first episode, it asserts itself, and you feel like you know these characters. You know, like sometimes with a comedy, you have to like sort of get into the world, but when I watched the first episode, I was like, yeah, I, I love these guys, and it just continues to get better and better, and it's raunchy. And it's, like, uh, because it's on Comedy Central, they uh, they can make some language choices. Um, but it's really, it's simply delightful. Uh, yeah, so that hat, that picture of him with a hat, that is, like, that's the tone of the show. It's, it's really, really good. Um, so, yeah, Detroiters is, uh, it's in his second season now. Um, it's on Comedy Central, so I don't know what your options are for watching it. Uh, legally, in Canada.
0: Uh, depending on if it's on, like, the comedy network here, I might be able to watch it on demand.
1: Yeah, do a Googles on that, because um, it's definitely, and this, guy, this is a guy named Mort Krim, who is a, um, he's actually a Detroit broadcaster, so he plays himself uh, on the show, and he has a segment, so every week it's Mort Krim's Chump of the Week, which he doesn't actually do, but it's just really, really funny, like the show, it, like it comes with built-in in It's it's so delightful. I'll show you the episode from the family picnic, or from the, uh, or from his dad's, um, from his dad's birthday party. Both of which are great episodes.
0: Looks like I might be able to watch it legally on demand.
1: Okay, then you are in for yeah. It's it is so funny and they're so likable. It's and they have kind of like the kind of guy love that JD and Turk had. Like they are unabashedly in love with each other. Even though Tim is married to uh, Sam's sister, because he gets all jealous when he has a girlfriend. And thinks that no one's good enough for
0: him. Or at least I can watch season two. Legally, I might have to acquire season one. But season one
1: isn't on here? Or, oh wait, no.
0: It does look like season one's there.
1: Well then, yeah, it's... Uh, it's All,
0: although it may be under the Crave TV umbrella once it gets that old. Oh, well,
1: I'll anyway. I'll to see if I can watch Once this. again, I'm sure no one at home is interested in, in, <laughs> in Canadian uh, Yeah. TV rights. Anyway, it's really
0: good. Although, speaking of Canadian TV rights, uh, Killing Eve is available now on, I think, Bravo?
1: Oh, is it? Well, I... Or
0: one of those, yeah. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I was waiting to watch it legally. Know. It sounds like you have uh, watched it.
1: Have I waited to... Well, you know, th- there are some considerations that I have to make. Um, breaking the law is... Sometimes you have to break the law in order to uh, affect change. Listener, we aren't all criminals. There are unfair laws. Uh, information wants to be free, so I'll say. But yeah, I've I've watched all of uh, uh, Killing Eve. It's really delightful.
0: And how is Sandra O's hair?
1: Oh, it's her hair is actually a. Uh,
0: it's a it's the it's best character. character. It's a character. It's in the like show. New York and Sex in the City. It
1: comes up in the show. It's described as uh, I think at one point she's described as the woman with fabulous hair. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a nice, nice curls, nice curls, yeah.
0: Yeah, and definitely, uh, that's what her hair just looks like. That I, when I saw her in person at Momo, her hair just looked like that. Yeah, because... In, she, uh, w- she wakes up like that.
1: Well, often she'll just take her hair out of a ponytail and, and just have that like volume and curl. Ugh. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the only other thing I've been watching is a show called Younger, which... Uh, what do you, you think of that? Uh, you know what Younger is?
0: Uh, Sutton Foster.
1: Yes. So I don't know... Sut- Hillary Sutton, Duff. Sutton. Yeah, so that's why I'm on the Hillary Duff train. The show was so good. So I'm like... I started watching it, like, honestly, two weeks ago. I am midway through season three, but I have not watched a show in over a week because I was watching it so fast that... So now it's in season five, and I was like, I can't blow through all these um, episodes because I'm going to have nothing. It is... Wonderful, and I don't know what. Well, based on the cover art, I know where her romantic life leads, and I have very. I have, I have thoughts about Charles versus um, Josh. But yeah, I, because I, then you must have watched Bunheads, right? Is that how
0: you do? Know uh, I do and do you also know from musical theater. Here's music the thing, out, listener. Music. I was out with the G the other day, and we had an epiphany where we realized I am actually. uh older black gay man mm-hmm. inside.
1: Who a level of musical theater?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I've, I, don't, I wouldn't say I was misgendered, it was just like, I'm, I'm too spirited
1: You have to play the hand of doubt. But both
0: himself. of my spirit um, folk look and dress and sound the same. Although my male self's voice might be slightly higher than mm-hmm. my normal speaking voice. So yeah, I, I'm basically well, Titus and a little bit of that guy Nathan from LA to Vegas, I don't think and so. a little bit on my good days when I'm feeling cute, looking cute, feeling don't, cute.
1: Don't say Billy.
0: Um, no, I was gonna say Karamo on my best oh, days. Oh yeah, yeah, When I'm my best self. Yes. I'm Karamo. God bless. Yeah. So.
1: What? So was she like in? I'm a bald, the gay, black man, or some, or some nonsense, like who she?
0: loves musical theater, and yeah, she was in a lot of things, but uh.
1: I not know. I mean, I'll know them, but I'll be like, I don't. This.
0: Her her biggest thing was, uh, and I can't remember now. She was she's won some Tonys though for sure.
1: Yeah, I I yeah I believe that's true.
0: And she's a she's a tall drink of water.
1: Yes, she's oh. a
0: gangly girl. Yeah, anything goes.
1: Oh, anything right, goes.
0: and yeah. a thoroughly modern Millie. Oh, yeah. Those were I think her real like oh. big money shots. Uh, she was also Fiona I think in the original Broadway production of Shrek. Oh, um, okay. as well as, but yeah, I also got to see her every week on Bunheads, which. If you are an um, older gay gentleman on the inside, seeing her with uh, Ke- Emily Gilmore. Uh,
1: Ke- Kelly Bishop, yeah. Yeah, together? Saw, yeah, because I saw the pilot episode. Oh, my Because I was God. like, I need, some, I need some methadone for younger. So I downloaded um, Bunheads and saw the first episode and the scene where they're in the bar dancing at the end. Yeah. And they all, they're all, like, jitterbugging and jiving all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to um, just uh, spread it out because, I mean, there's only one season of Bunheads. But I remember... Uh, So many people championing Bunheads and wanting it to get a second season, Um, but yeah, no. uh, She's—I mean, the fact that she can authentically pull off 26 years old, um, but sometimes when she like it's—it's really quite an amazing balancing act because the premise of the show is when she's back in the apartment with her friend, she looks older,
0: or when she's with her daughter,
1: or when she's in New Jersey, yeah. I mean, anyone looks
0: older in Jersey.
1: But it's all like, the way that they style that character, like it's really, like they, like as a 26-year-old, like first of all, I don't think she'd actually dress this way herself because she kills it. Like her outfits are fantastic. And her hair is fantastic. So they make her look like, just from a styling perspective, she looks like she could easily pass for a 26-year-old. But the show is delightful. And I love um, her boss on the show, Miriam Shore, as Diana. She's fantastic. Um, Hilary Duff. Who know? Like, she is. I mean, I, mean, I, well, feel I never like saw it. Lizzie McGuire.
0: You never saw
1: Lizzie McGuire? I, I didn't see any of those Disney shows. Oh. I I mean, I've seen ugh, probably a few too many episodes of That's So Raven. But, I mean, come on, I'm only human. <laughs> <laughs> like, her Gadzook's reaction to everything. She'll just turn around really fast and like be like Gadzooks. Like, That's So Raven is a terrible show. Um, But, no, I I didn't know Hillary... Like, I knew who she was, but I sort of had written her off as just a, you know, like a... Like, not even, like, one of the good Disney people because she was before all the dark-haired girls. Um, But she's really... I'm not saying she's a comedic tour de force on the show, but she's actually really... And
0: they put her character through some things. Like, she starts off as sort of... If Regina George grew up to be a little bit nicer, and then her character... They Really, do some things.
1: Well, I'm, and I know it, it has to be coming. Oh, don't split. How far are you?
0: I mean, I've. Are you up to date? I'm not up to date. It's a whole,
1: it's, uh, an it's an, an
0: evil twin pops up, but he's. Is he a nice twin or an evil oh, twin? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: So that was, I think, second season.
0: Yeah. So I've at least seen up to most of the evil twin stuff.
1: Okay. So then, so then, so, so this can be discussed as a speculative thing rather than anything that we know happens. But I live in fear for the moment that. Uh, Hillary Duff finds out what's going on because that's going to be devastating
0: it will be because she's I, and she's had a lot of betrayal and secrets uh, in her life as well so I feel like she'll take it especially and there were yeah. yeah. so
1: many times where like I think their relationship would have been okay if she knew but it's like it's
0: gone on too long but
1: like they say it's not the lie it's cover up right yeah um, so I, I think that's going to be really emotional. I can't believe I'm going this deep on Younger. I love Younger so much. <laughs> it's a, it's a great show, and uh, you know it, it, it's Bechtel. On, it, it's on TV Land. Like of all yeah. things, and once again, they get away with stuff. Like there was a whole episode about period sex. Like when when are you ever going to see that? And you don't want to see it on Hot in Cleveland. Trust me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or can they you, even have it?
1: Jay leaves. I'm just saying, it's gotta be a flashback. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you! (laughs) It's gonna be a (laughs) flashback. That's so rude. Hot flashes in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Anyway, I love. I really, really love *Younger*. And I was actually, and one of the reasons I didn't watch it was because it was on TV Land. So I thought it would be just kind of like, like just kind of like safe. Yeah. You know, it like the home—it used to be the home of reruns of like uh, Mod. Not that Mod, you know, wasn't a great show and, you know, genre-defying uh, and uh, groundbreaking back in the '70s. But still, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge younger. I'm gonna call myself a youngster if they don't have a fan club. I'm starting it. I'm gonna call myself a youngster. I bet it's already done. Right. Yeah. I love the show.
0: I think we'll end with that. Yeah, that's yeah,
1: yeah probably should.
0: Yeah, nothing beats period sex. <laughs>
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. The episode is so good. He has like a towel for these skin patterns on it.
0: All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> listener, this week especially, yeah. considering the forgetfulness of the beginning and the period yeah. sex at the end, uh, well, well, you know. thanks for listening because this was a real, real.
1: Uh, Listen, the real world is way worse than period sex and forgetfulness. That's true. I feel like this is okay. Yeah, we gave you a break. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're not tweeting about blowing a rod off the map or anything.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: (sighs) Yeah, let's let's not not dwell.
0: So we'll be back soon with more uh, festival prep and watching of things. Yes. And maybe if we're lucky, I'll find out if there was ever a period sex episode of Hot and Clean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God,
1: I'm going to put that in Google as soon as we stop recording.
0: And we're out.